midweek we started looking at this series by Ed Anton called Deliberate Discipleship um, and looking at this idea of taking our discipleship deeper. Um, taking it from just a let's hope there's some growth and some change in my life, maybe it'll happen to deliberately going after it. So I want it. These are the areas that I believe God really wants me to grow in and let me go after that. And, and, and that idea of Colossians 1, 28 to 29, where it talks about becoming fully mature in Christ. And so we, we started looking at that and, and that idea of what does what is your fully mature in Christ? What, what does that look like? What does your maturity in Christ look like come the end of 2019? The end of the academic year? What, what, will, what will the difference be? Where will the, the spiritual growth be? And so we'll be carrying on with that idea um, and, and digging in a little deeper. Uh, and, and we looked at, obviously, a couple of different examples of this. And this deliberate discipleships in a lot of sort of throughout the Bible, and we'll read a couple of scriptures tonight. And, um, and it's interesting, though, because there's, there's actually quite a few business consultants have actually gleaned from different groups of Christians this idea of deliberate discipleship, and they've actually taken it and come up with something. This happened, I think, post-World War in Japan, I think is where they came up with this idea of the continuous improvement process or cycle. Um, and it was, it's a business thing. If you're into business, you may have heard of that. Um, I think it's also called the, what was that? Yes, exactly, yeah. And, um, and so, and, but funnily enough that Japan sort of got these business calls to look at it, but they actually gleaned from Christian movements this idea of deliberately going after something. Um, and it was this idea of, this is sort of it, this idea of you identify sort of this thing that you need to go after, you, you make a plan, you execute that plan, and then you review it. How did it go? And then you adjust, and you you keep going. So this cycle of of ever incremental increases in whatever it may be. Um, but it kind of to me it's kind of amazing that I think as we study the scriptures, and, and we'll have I'll send out a bit of a scripture bank of lots of scriptures that talk about this. Um, but it's it's amazing that the, to me that the world kind of goes to the Bible and Christian things for even their own methodologies. To me, it's amazing of just how much wisdom there is in this. And that as we really apply this to our lives, we can see some amazing change. Um, so if you want to, actually, know, I've got here, we'll look at some scriptures I'll get you to turn to, but just for the moment, one scripture in particular is 1 Timothy 4, verse 15, where Paul tells Timothy, be diligent in these matters, give yourself wholly to them, so that everyone may see your progress. Again, prior to this, if, if write this down, read it in context. It's a great scripture. Um, he he kind of gives Timothy this list of all these different things to really go after. And then he ends it with this part saying, be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. And it's this idea of when you're diligent, when you give yourself wholly, when these two things come together, there's this amazing Outcome, which is what? Progress. Diligence. Giving yourself wholly to these things. There's progress. Again, this idea of diligence, wholeheartedness equals progress. And I think maybe another word to sort of, that the way to maybe think about it is consistency, being diligent in something, plus intensity, giving your whole heart equals progress. This idea of consistency and intensity gives progress. And we know this in our lives, right? 
um, and not even in our Christian lives, just in life in general. Say it's a, a musical instrument, maybe a sport, something like that. Um, anyone here play like instruments and really go after it? Like and has had training and stuff like that? I know Jess has. We went and saw one of Jess's recitals uh, with the Sigwarts and it was great getting to see Jess perform. And anyone else play also instruments or anything like that and had training? Yep, yep. And, and I'm sure that that when you were really kind of going after it, you really put in that hard work, that you were kind of excited for that next meeting with your your tutor, your teacher, because there's, there's going to be progress. We're going to be able to move on. And it, it, it's one of those things that in life, when, when we put in intensity and consistency, there is growth. There is progress. Exactly like just going to the gym, right? You do it with consistency and intensity, and there will be gains. There will be gains. As you can see, I haven't put that one into practice yet, but who knows? 2019 is still young, so maybe. maybe. It's, uh, but, but, but Paul is, is saying to him, Timothy, I, I want you in these matters, I want you to be diligent, consistent, and I want you to have this intensity, this wholeheartedness about it, and you wait to see the progress that comes from this. The progress that other people will see. If you want to turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 9. In verse 24 to 27. Paul again says here to the Corinthian church, he says, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Amen. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. So that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Amen. Again, Paul uses this classic example of running a race. And he's saying here, he's saying, look to the disciples in Corinth, he's saying, don't run and train and go into this training just to finish. He says, but go into it to win. And if anyone's ever done a race before, is there a Birmingham Marathon or something like that? There is? Has anyone ever gone in that? No, man. It started last year. Has anyone done like like some long distance running or something like that? And gone into some races? And did you do some training for that? Yeah. And but you were you training to win it or were you just training to I just want to finish and maybe get in the right time? Training not to die. Yes, that's, that makes sense. I'm in the same boat. But let's just say, just say for some instance you decided, no, actually, you know what? No joke. I think I might be able to win this thing. And you decide, I'm gonna, I've got some natural talent here. I'm going to start going into training. I'm going to get myself coached. I'm going to set some, bench, set some benchmarks. I'm going to get him to hold me accountable to my health and, and all these different things. That, that's, that's the attitude if you were trying to win. And it's the difference between training to win versus just training to maybe finish or not die. And Paul's saying in our Christian lives, 
in your spiritual walk have this same mindset. That you're not just training just to creep over the line, but you're training to win the race. And not in a competitive way, but but this mindset of, I want to do the best I can for Jesus. I want to do the best I can training to win. Um, And again, many of us, again, I don't want to speak for everyone, many of us probably aren't world class in any particular sport or instrument or anything like that, and we're probably not going to win any gold medals anytime soon. I may be speaking more for myself. I hope I haven't offended anyone. But that's okay. But but winning gold medals, like, what about in this? What, What about in our spiritual lives? Unlike all this other stuff you engage in, sport, piano, GCSEs, whatever it may be, unlike any of those things, that, yeah, there's probably a good chance we might not be best in the world in those things. In, in this, in our spiritual lives, we can be world class. We can, we can train and run to win. We can, we can go about it with this deliberate training because we are world class spiritually. That is the way God has made us and redeemed us. Yeah. When, he, when he put his very self, his Holy Spirit into you, he made you world class. He, he gave you this word of God. He gave you this family, this body of Christ, a support group to be able to help us on this journey. And he's given us so much more. You are spiritually world class. So why, why on earth will we train just to, just to finish? Why not train to spiritually win that race? God has made you to be that shining light, that, that godly example. Let, let's really run to win. And, and so with this, this mindset of running to win is where really deliberate sort of discipleship really comes in. And with that, going back to that Kaizen, the, uh, the continual improvement process, is this idea of, of coming up with, starting up with, in your deliberate discipleship, coming up with a plan to develop a plan. Um, which is, this is just another sort of uh, cycle. cycle of that. Um, and it, again, it, it starts with P, which is plan, where you say, okay, What's going to happen in the next six months of my life? What, what does God want me to go after? Uh, what, what's going to happen the rest of the a- academic year? What plan do I need to put in place to see that? What is your plan? What are some benchmarks you can spiritually go after? Some, some things that you can put in place to win the race. And that's where you come up with that plan. And, and then and you realise, I've got to come up with this plan because if I'm just going to wing it, I'm not going to win it. As we all know in life, same spiritually. And so then you do it, which is the D. You do it, you give it a go. And then after going and and doing that, after putting that into action, again, whether it be going after a greater prayer life, greater personal Bible study, connection with God, growing in your ability to to help one another, uh, to maybe it's it's teaching, maybe it's preaching, maybe it's the ability to, to have to help draw other people to God who haven't got a relationship, whatever it is, you put that into practice and then having done that, you you come back and you inspect. How did this go? How how was this week? And and this is the the time where it's great to do that with other people. So you guys can chat and they can share how they've been going, you can share how you've been going. 
and it's an inspection time and you check, was I consistent and was I intense? Was I diligent and wholehearted? And if you were, there will be progress. There really will. And if not, amen. That's the part where you adjust and you say, okay, what was it that I, man, I didn't, was it, it was just laziness, maybe there was this roadblock, maybe there was something else that popped up, whatever it may be. And you sit down and you figure, okay, what do I need to adjust or change in my plan? And now let me go and do that plan. And we continually go in this, this cycle of, okay, let me come up with a plan in whatever area it may be. And I, and I believe this, this will really help us as we deliberately go after areas to grow in. Again, if, if we all decide to, to focus on an area in our lives and to go after it with kind of this sort of intensity and consistency, you think the impacts will be astounding, won't they? Again, I think this is a bit of a mind shift. Um, I know it is for me as well. It can be a bit of a mind shift in the way we uh, disciple one another, the way we help one another, um, especially when I think a lot of our uh, the default discipling, I think at times, it can be obviously lots of different types, but, but one of them definitely can be sort of this kind of scene where you, you're hanging out, you're having coffee, and one person's not even paying attention, he's on his iPad... Um, but this, this is it, and you chit chat, and how's, you, how's it going? Yeah, great. The car, the house, the family, this and that, and you chit chat, and then you realise, wait, there's about ten minutes to go, and I need to head off to work. Oh no, we haven't we haven't looked at a scripture, we haven't really shared anything, and, and then you're like, well, like, ah, I've got it. I read a verse this morning. I'm just going to share it. it. Has nothing to do with what we've been talking about. I'm just going to share it. And you leave, and you think, ooh yeah. We did it. We were spiritual. And, and amen. Like, I think this is, obviously this is an exaggeration, but it's probably a little more truer than it is false, I would say, at times. I know it is for me as well. Um, and again, and, and, and there's place for, for just these sorts of friendship times, and, and that's awesome. That, that'll build friendship, that'll make, be lots of fun, but it's not life-changing. And it, it's not going to be Birmingham changing. Right. It's not going to be this. It's that, that's not going to not going to do it. But but again, because if, if we are setting aside a time for to help one another spiritually, mm. let's do that. Let's really go after that with this this spiritual training. Again, it would be like you deciding to um, go to the gym. Hugh and Forrest used to always meet and go to the gym and I wouldn't. I'd be getting a coffee at Costa. But I didn't impress the way they went after it. And, uh, and But it'd be like you go into the gym and you're all decked out and you get there and you meet your friend and, and you stand on the treadmill and you watch the TV and you chit-chat. Mm. Fun, yeah, maybe your friendship building, but not what you're there for. And in the same way, sometimes our discipleship times can be a little like this. And when you say, no, no, if we're setting apart time to help one another spiritually, let's do exactly that. Let's let that be the expectation where, where we are not wasting an opportunity to be refined by the Holy Spirit, to be refined by the Word of God, to be, to be supported by one another. Let's go after that. If it's not that, and some of you may have heard me use this example before, if it's not that, it might be the opposite, where it's kind of like this. Whack-a-mole. And it's kind of that, that moment of like you are uh, you're sharing and it, it's 
going great and, and someone confesses something and you're just like, BAM! Scripture, take that! And then someone else and BAM! And, and you leave and you think, man, we I laid it on out. <laughs> but it, it's kind of just reactive and at best you're just sort of stopping people from kind of backsliding spiritually. It's not really proactive, it's just kind of just always reacting to whatever's happening. And so neither of these really are going to give us the support and spiritual growth that we truly need. But, but instead of, of just looking at our weaknesses or our moles, so to speak, if, if we start to actually change this mindset and actually start to say, okay, what are our strengths and gifts? What are our strengths and gifts? And let's really look at that in our discipleship times how we can use those strengths and gifts. If you want to turn to Romans chapter 12. In verse 3 to verse 8. says, for, the, for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think, think of yourself with sober judgment. In accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Great scripture. Great scripture. And and so obviously Paul's talking here and he says, look, we're a body. We've got lots of different strengths and gifts. And you just need to look around this room to realise that is very true. We are far from the same and, and thank God for that. Because we all need each other. We've all got different gifts. And again, this isn't exhaustive. This isn't all of them. This is, this is just a great list that really will, even if we just go off to some of these, I think it'll, it'll be truly amazing. Um, but again, so we all have our strengths. And, but we also have a body that it says we belong to. And there are needs in that body. And so there, as, we, as we go and as we, uh, this, about this discipleship, um, about our gifts and our strengths, I think there are three things to keep in mind as we do this. And they are the first one, which is the most important, what are the needs of the body of Christ? And, and that really does need to be our first priority because that if there's current needs, we need to go towards those needs. Um, and then the second, obviously, what am I good at? What, 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 do, what skills do I have? What, what am I honestly good at? And, and third, what do I enjoy doing? And I think as we, if we can, the first one, first priority, but the second two, if, we, if these two can come together, how amazing will that be? That we can, we can use the gifts that we're good at and love to help build up the body of Christ. And so this is really, this is what we need to be going after. Um, and, and another little matrix here that uh, Ed Anton has done, which is great, it sort of describes maybe the different areas that we can be in. And obviously, everything above the x-axis is stuff you're passionate about, and everything below is stuff you ain't liking. Stuff at the top, digging. Stuff below, no thank you very much. 
stuff right of the y-axis is stuff you're killing. Left of the axis, you kind of stink. And so in these different quadrants, you start to see that, well, okay, if I'm, if I'm passionate about something and I'm really good at it, it's the delighted zone. Yeah. It's this, this zone of where you just feel thinking, oh my goodness, this is amazing. That I can go after this and, and I can really give to the church. Um, and then you've obviously got the dutiful zone, which is you're good at it, you don't really like doing it, and this is kind of where the, the needs of the body sometimes just call for you to step on up. And I really appreciate so many different people in this church, especially the deacons. Uh, they, they serve heart and soul on Sundays, coming early, doing all different stuff that isn't, isn't necessarily their passion, but, but they do it because there's a need. And, and I really thank them for that. I also think Wamba does a great job of this as well. She always puts the slides together. Um, I'm sure putting slides together probably isn't her like number one passion in life, but she does it well, and she does it because there's a need. And then Naomi and Tosin as well, filling in and doing that while she's gone. And again, it's this idea of, okay, I'm not super fired up about it, but let me fill the need. Let me fill the need. So that, those are the first sort of two. Um, and then the top left corner is, you're passionate about it, but if you could just be honest for a second, you're not that great at it. And I'd be like me saying, I would love to song lead someday. And say, thank you very much, but that's okay. I, I enjoy singing. Uh, don't worry, I'm, I'm not deluded enough to think that I should be song leading. But, but it's this area of, of, okay, there just needs to be a bit of honest assessment. Don't think more highly than you ought to in this scripture. That's what it says. And that's where there needs to be a bit of that. Um, and, and it can be a moment of like, maybe it's singing, maybe it's I really want to preach, or maybe it's I want to lead this Bible study. And amen, maybe someday, maybe, maybe you will grow into that. But maybe not, and that's okay. That, that there is, it's okay for there to be certain areas where maybe that just isn't your gift. And it doesn't mean you never do it, but it just means that maybe don't go after that and frustrate yourself as though that's the one thing in life that you need to go after. Does that make sense? Um, and then there's obviously the drudgery zone uh, where it's just you don't like it and you ain't good at it. And just stay away from it, I guess. Um, but again, if, if, if the delighted zone lines up with the needs of the church, how amazing is that? What an amazing opportunity that is. And, and, pref- and, and that will happen. Maybe not always, maybe not right now. And so that's where this idea of we first meet needs, what are the urgent needs, and then whilst we're doing that, we are, we are training in these gifts and strengths that we do have. This plan, this do, this inspect, this adjust, that we are growing in those. So we're not neglecting them, but, but we're also meeting the, the current needs. Does that make sense? Yeah. Amen. Um, and again, prayerfully, you'll be able to use your delighted zone gifts immediately, but if not, amen, there will be a time where that comes. So if you're ready to use it, that will be awesome because there will be a time for that. Um, and but, but it's somewhere in that sort of highlighted area, that overlap zone where you focus in on your energy, the, the, the spiritual disciplines that you want to be going after, the fruits of the, the different fruits that you want to go after, focus in on that highlighted area of yet yeah, mainly delighted zone, but, but maybe some of the dutiful zone as well. Um, and, and that's really why we need to go after that. Um, but again, I really want to encourage you, mainly focus on the delighted zone. 
in, in the sense of what you're training in. And I think it's just more inspiring, isn't it? Uh, you think if you had a weakness, and again, I'm not talking about sins. We'll talk about sins in another lesson. Um, but just weaknesses, um, something you're just not really great at, definitely not your gift. Um, for example, maybe it's kind of organisation. Maybe you're just not that organised. Um, and it would be like getting together and every discipling time, it's just like whacking the mole for a whole year. And amen, there might be a little growth, but probably not much. It might be that 5% growth. And, and instead of using all that, I mean, go after all being organised, go after all that sort of stuff, amen. But, but maybe instead of using your, all your energy for that, Maybe focus your energy on what are some things that you actually are really good at. Some gifts that you have that you can use that that, that same amount of energy will actually produce not just 5% but maybe 500% growth over the time in your life. Again, it's, it's this idea of that kind of growth will be explosive. That kind of growth will be explosive. And, um, and even just for example, one of them in, in Romans 12 it says, the very last sort of sentence there says, if it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And, and obviously we all need to be merciful, we all need to be going after that, amen? Some of us are a lot better at that than others. And some of us, are, we, we know there's a, people hurting, and so we go to them, we spend time, and, and we share scriptures, we're like, I'm praying for you, and then we're like, amen, time to get over it. And it's not that helpful, and... Amen, let's grow in that. But, but sometimes that's just not our gift, I guess. Different people. But then there are some people who are merciful and it's just, they are so cheerful. And if that is your gift, the, the idea here is fan that into flame. Amen. Focus in on that. Again, I'm not talking about being unmerciful. I'm, I'm talking about focusing in on the things that, that will really, that, that, that could become your special little ministry. And you think what will happen is if, if each of us has this special thing that we've just been strict training in, that when the needs pop up, we are there to meet them. What an amazing church this will grow and grow and keep becoming. And again, and, and so if you do have that mindset and you're okay, I'm going after being merciful and, and you come up with a plan and, and you put it into practice, you come back two weeks later, it's time to inspect. And this is where going after strength versus weakness is really important because after a fortnight, maybe you say, how's it been going? And you say, I went after it uh, you know, very intensely. And it was like spiritually and personally, it, was, it helped them and it actually really was really encouraging for me as well to see my gifts being used. And although the consistency I planned to get with four people and encourage four people I saw hurting, I only got with two. And so I don't know what happened. It kind of, time just got away from me. And so I was like, amen, that, that is so great you met two needs. This week, okay, well, what can you do to really fan into flame, to really go after meeting four people's needs? And to, to use your unique God-given ability that God has inserted into you to be able to help build the church. And you're thinking, I can do this. Yes, let, let's go. I, I, I'm doing something I love. I'm doing something that, that people see as one of my gifts, that they've confirmed, yes, this is what you're good at. I'm doing something that's bringing glory to God, that's, that's helping and healing people's souls. How excited are you going to be about that? Versus if it's a weakness, 
like disorganization and it's just like you are such a disorganized person you sluggard don't get to work you got to fix it you got to tidy your room you got to yeah that's that hasn't got the same level of excitement obviously does it and so again it's just a mind shift of what we fo- we need to focus on some of these issues amen not saying don't be organized but I'm talking about where do we put most of our energy amen um and, amen. and as we do this, as we do this, we'll see what, what will happen in our family groups. See what will happen in the Birmingham church, in your neighbourhood. See how God will work. And so as we uh, move on, to sort of start figuring out, okay, what is your gift? Because there's going to be some practicals that go away and say, okay, let me figure out what this is. Again, this list isn't exhaustive, but it's got some great things there. Um, this is Romans 12, from Romans 12. It uh, talks about proclaiming the word with love. Maybe it's, it's the leadership with diligence. You're not just a hired hand, just filling a duty, but, but man, you, you really want to be a great shepherd. Um, maybe it's this service with selfless enthusiasm and initiative. You see needs and you just think, oh my goodness, we haven't got enough core projects going on at the moment. And instead of sitting back and just criticizing and saying how bad it is, I'm going to jump in and meet the needs. Make that, that, that sort of just initiative, self, uh, not self, selfless serving heart. Maybe it's teaching with soundness and application or exhortation toward love and good deeds. Maybe it's contribution that God's given you a great job and, and, and you think, man, I can really give generously to the poor, to the church, to help meet a whole world of different needs. Showing mercy, obviously, as we said. Maybe it's hospitality with full embrace. This, this, this idea that people leave and you don't feel absolutely exhausted, but you feel refreshed. Maybe that whatever your needs Ah, I really want to encourage you guys, as we go on over the next week, be thinking about, okay, what are some of my strengths? What are some of my gifts? What, what, what can I do to really help uh, help people and help people grow? And so, again, we're, we're, as, as we go on, uh, let's really be spending time. And so, in, in the family groups, obviously you've got two family group meetings uh, a month, and hopefully one is going to be some sort of evangelistic type event where there's dinner or something like that and the other one hopefully a time where you guys can come together and help one another spiritually and I think use maybe it's discipling time or your family group time to start talking about some of this stuff and to really help each other identify what okay what yeah what are your strengths and needs and so as, as we're thinking what well, did you give some great questions to ask do other people who know know you well think that you are proficient in that area. Do other people, and that's where the family group or some close relationships will be able to help you. Hey, do you, honestly, I think I'm good at this. Do you think I'm good at this? And this is where we have to be careful that um, we're not comparing to other people. This isn't about who's best at something. Um, if it was, and it was just all about who's best, then you'd have one of just everything. One person who encourages, one person who... Uh, helps people spiritually, one person who preaches, one person who... That would just be a mess. This is more about, is this a gift that you have? Or a gift that someone could actually see, if you went after this, this could really be a strength that you have. So that, that's that sort of first idea. Do other people think, yes, this is one of the gifts and strengths that you have? Secondly, do you enjoy this strength and gift? Um, and I think with this, we also need to be careful because when there's a need... And or, or if you're going after something, um, even if it's your gift or strength, when when the 
uh, the, the need or the, the things sort of right in front of you at your windshield, it can, it can kind of actually be a bit daunting at times. Even if it's something you're really good at. Even if it's something you like doing, it can, be, it can actually be daunting and we can all get cold feet initially. Um, it's even with musicians and uh, they, when they're getting up to do their thing, there's, there's nerves there. Do they love doing it? Yes. Are they good at it? Yes. But So don't let that initial, oh, gee, there's, there's nerves there, there's uncertainty. Don't let that stop you. Um, have more of a, like a rear view mentality of how do I feel after whatever that event was? How do I feel after hosting that event? How do I feel after whatever may be encouraging someone who's going through a really tough time? How do I feel after... Um, Getting together and helping someone spiritually. Does, do I look back and say, "Wow, that was that was great"? I feel I feel rejuvenated. I feel encouraged and excited. I think let that be the thing that determines whether you like a gift or strength. And thirdly, uh, is does this strength build up the body of Christ? Again, I think what what you'll do that plan that little the plan on the, the cycle on is the first two things. And then this last thing is kind of what you'll probably do in the moment, if that makes sense. That, that whatever the needs are, whatever the needs are that need to build up the church here and now, let me jump into that. Let me give where there are some needs. But let me be working on these first too. Let me have that plan that I'm refining and still putting into practice so that when the time comes, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Um, and then once you've, once you've done, once you've sort of figured this out, this is really where, again, where we, we get down to the, the put this into practice part. And so I think over the next couple of weeks in your family groups, in your discipling relationships, whatever it may be, be discussing, okay, what are my strengths? What, what are my gifts? And then start coming up with a plan. What, what will it look like for me to put this into practice? What will it look like for me to, to be able to grow in, in a certain area of my spiritual life? And again, then come back a couple of weeks later and you do it obviously you come back, inspect, adjust and in church, I honestly think if we really go after this we will see some amazing transformation there will be some amazing growth that happens in our lives but also in the other lives around us in this room so again I, I, I want to encourage you guys, really give this a go really give this a go and what we'll probably be doing so not next midweek, but the midweek after, we'll have a chance to be able to kind of share maybe some of the things that you guys have decided, some of the things that maybe you've, you've done, and maybe some of the great things that um, you've seen and have encouraged just you personally or encouraged someone else. So be really thinking about this and putting this into practice. So have a time of, of openness and sharing. Make sense? Amen? Amen? Um, and so really just to wrap up, as, as we go into this, this strict spiritual training with, with intensity and consistency, looking to meet the needs of the church, but, but also focusing on what are my gifts and strengths, that, that we, we as the body of Christ, we will, we will grow in so many amazing ways. We'll be more connected and united to each other than ever. And we'll see more and more people impacted by the love of Christ. Church, let's really go after this. I, I believe that if, even if just a handful of us can decide to go after this, the impact will be very, very evident. Uh, church, I'm excited about this. I hope you are too. Um, so let's go after this idea of deliberate discipleship. Amen.